Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. This morning, I want to speak on fasting to a living hope. You get into your car, they say fasten your seatbelt. Fasting to a living hope. And as I said earlier on, this really is a message for me. So, there is no way um, you're not going to enjoy this. Uh, just enjoy my story for me. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Peter chapter 2, 4 to 5. This is my testimony. 1 Peter chapter 2, 4 to 5. The Bible says, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stone. Somebody say, I'm a living stone. You are being built up a spiritual house. That's who you are. A holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Our sacrifices are offered to God and they are acceptable through Jesus Christ. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Isaiah 28 verse 16. The Bible says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone. That's the second thing about this. It's a stone. It's a tried stone. It's a precious cornerstone. And the fourth one is a sure foundation. Somebody said, the foundation of my life is sure. It's a sure foundation. It's not an uncertain foundation. It's not a wobbly foundation. It's not, it's not a foundation that is shaky. Amen. We've been speaking about taking back our territories. And territories are taken by yielded vessels, we have been told. And yielded vessels are not made overnight. They are a process of time. Yielded vessels are not just because oil was poured on them, they become yielded. In fact, one of the scriptures that I remember I used to quite um, meditate on, and I, taught, and I still teach this in the apostolic school, is the making of the arrow. Isaiah says that, you know, it's a polished arrow that has been made, has been polished. And then you think once the arrow is ready, now it looks polished, it should be ready for action. He said, but he put me back into the shaft. So you discover that the making of the arrow goes through phases, sharpening, putting into fire, bringing out, sharpening again. And I've, on a day like this, I believe God will like me, will like us to be reminded of really the foundation by which we stand on. Throughout the scriptures, stones are used as a symbol of stability. Are used as a symbol of lasting impact. Sometimes used as a symbol of memoria, of materials, erecting lasting structures. You remember when Peter came to Jesus Christ? He changed his name because Simon, Simon was a, a wobbly guy. And he said, henceforth, you will be called Peter, a rock that can be stable. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 28, this is Jacob leaving home, 
going away from this brother that was threatening to kill him, he came to a certain place. The Bible said he put a rock under his head. And that night, you know the story, he had an encounter. And he woke up in the morning, he said, wow, this place, surely, it is an awesome place. A certain place became an awesome place. And he said, this indeed is a gate of heaven. So what we're saying here, you discover something that by putting his head on that stone, he realized that that was a transaction. What did he do next? He picked up that stone and he erected an altar. And he called the name of that place Bethel. Another time, Joshua was giving his last speech to Israel when he was about to leave them. I believe Joshua 24. And the Bible says that he called the whole nation together and then he said to them that these stones will be witnesses between me and you today. He read out the law to them and he said, these stones have had our conversation. I mean, how do stones here? But you see, there are many things that in different cultures that people say but they don't know has their root in the scriptures. There is a saying where I came from that they say that the walls have ears. Because stones are not just all you think they are. So when we talk about stones, I'm talking about taking territory, there's something about it. And as a matter of fact, for my time's sake, uh, King Solomon showed us something that's amazing about stones. He was one person that demonstrated actually the uniqueness of stones. He showed the beauty of stones in 1 Kings chapter 5 verse 17. The king commanded them to quarry large stones costly stones, hewn stones to lay the foundation of the temple. And in chapter 7 of 1 Kings, verse 9, all these were costly stones cut to size, trimmed with saws. What are we saying? Stones can be trimmed. They are trimmed to saws, trimmed to shapes. What is it saying here? That stones were cut into various sizes so that when they get into their finished place of use, they fitly are put together. God is saying something about your life that you carry something when you have gone through process that makes you to connect with other people. Are you following me now? It makes you to know where you belong. You fit in. You come into the process in your life where you know what I carry is relevant and I am fitting into other people because he said that so there shall be no chiseling on sight. When we talk about taking territories, you know what you are bringing on board. I know what I'm bringing on board. And together we are facing the nations. We're not just observing. We're not just waiting. Let them do it now. No, we are the one doing it because we say, if we don't, that's exactly what happened. The people were saying to Jesus Christ, they say, you know, these people are shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. He said, you know, you have to stop them. He said, ha, ha, ha. You don't get the story. If this one stops talking, the stones... Stones, we cry out. This is to tell you there is something about your life you are not yet accessing. And that's why the scripture says you are a living stone. And you have been brought to he who actually is the source of that life. One of the most astounding use of stones, which we want to narrow down to today, is the, the cornerstone. The cornerstone. Now, this is a stone from which all other stones take their cue. The cornerstone. In reference to building. Everything built with a lasting relevance, including this earth, has a foundation. And has a cornerstone. So, if you are in a relationship right now, begin to ask yourself, what is the foundation of the relationship I'm in? 
What is the foundation of the business that I'm doing? What is the cornerstone? Can I locate it? If you are into something that you can't really see the structure, you can't really see the purpose, this is where to ask the question. There was a time Job going through trouble in his life. He began to say all kind of stuff. He said, God, you know, I'm the best worker in church. God, you know, I'm the best giver in town. God, you know, I'm the best son you have on earth. God said, shut up. I'm going to answer you with questions. He said, the foundation of the earth, when I laid it, where was it? Then the guy realized, okay, oh. He said, by the way, the cornerstone of the earth, where was it put? So in other words, earth has a foundation. <laughs> and that is a cornerstone. Now this is God speaking to Job in Job 38. So I need to ask this question. What is the nature of this, my cornerstone? And who is this cornerstone? What is the nature of it? Of course, we know that the cornerstone is Christ. For the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, for no other foundation that can be laid except that which is laid in Christ Jesus. And the scripture says in Psalm 118, verse 22, and in Matthew 21, verse 42, Jesus said to them, have you not read in the scriptures that the stone which the builders rejected have become the chief cornerstone. Now, stop. There is a stone, but the builders rejected it. Folks have rejected you. Companies have rejected you. You have applied and applied and applied and they've rejected you. Your skills have been rejected. And they were not rejected by just nobody. It was builders. Now, you expect that builders should be able to recognize potential, right? But they rejected it. He said, but this rejected stone has become what? If he stopped there, it would have been okay. Then the next thing is shocking. He said, this is the Lord's dream. It's the Lord that made you to be rejected. It's the Lord that made him to walk out of your life. That relationship that, that you found yourself where you are, is the Lord's doing. How can I know it's the Lord's doing when I know what I carry? When I know who I am, when I know who is in me. You can't know, you can't move forward until you know I am not just a stone. I'm a living stone. And I have come to the living stone. And he's walking in me, walking through me. But you're going to keep on crying because the builders rejected me. They rejected me. They rejected me. Really? This is the last doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. There was a time that my life wasn't more than just to organize things. In fact, it wasn't, I love organizing, I still organize. But it's the fact that certain people around me didn't think I was much more than that. And that didn't bother me. I didn't try to show who I am. I just serve. The thing about the stone is it is who is connected to, you know, have you ever been to the store and you're trying to buy something and the ones in front were not the one you picked? You say, can I have that one? Then they try to show the one in front. Hey, 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 that one. All right, this is not common around there. You guys just pick what you see in the store. Folks from Africa will, who usually used to go to the joints where they used to eat in those kind of restaurants that is open, not the ones you see. They don't know what's going in the kitchen. When you go to the Mama Put, you know, now let me take you down to memory lane this morning. When you get to the Mama Put area and then the, the thing is cooking, you say, Mama, 
Can I have that? Mama will say, this one, no, no. That, that one. You point to what you want. I see God pointing to somebody this morning. There is a grace on you that the light is shining in the name of Jesus. God is saying it is you. I am picking you. I'm light is shining on you. He's saying you are rising. You are shining. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Men have rejected you, but you're about to rise. Lord, help me to preach this message. As I told you, I'm telling you the story of my life. So, in Isaiah 28, verse 16, when he said, behold, that the first thing there is behold. In other words, what God is doing about your life will be visible. Please, don't cry. Don't think, when will I be noticed? Don't think, who will find me? Don't think, well, with this miracle will ever get to me. He said, people will get to know. There are miracles God will do in your life that will advertise itself. They will say, ah, so it was you. I read it on the social media. I didn't know. Oh, my goodness. Please, please. I'm so, I'm so blessed. Can you sign this thing for me? He said, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. Then look at what he says about the stone. He said, it's a tried stone. Friends, you will be tried in four areas. This stone was tried. First of all, this stone was tried. It was tried by the devil. In Luke chapter 4, this is when Jesus Christ was led into the wilderness. The Bible said that Satan tried him. He tested him. He tempted him for good 40 days. So you see, my friends, you will be tried by the devil. There will be things you will do that you will just know this is just the enemy. That's, that's okay. Don't be afraid that greater is it that is in you, you will survive this. This stone was tried not just by the devil. He was tried by men. Men will try you too. In Luke chapter 20, this is just one of the many areas Christ was tried. The wise men came to Jesus and they tried to tempt him. They tried to say, you know what? All this thing you are doing. In fact, you are not doing the name of God. They tried him. They really, they really stretched him. One of the things that I have found as a person, I have been tried and I will continue to be tried by men. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I used to say I never want to pastor, I think about five, six people here will know, remember that time. I said, I can't stand babysitting people in church. You know, I was the leader of several departments. And I hated having to tell people, you know, it's Sunday tomorrow. You know, you need to be on time. I hated it. I can't babysit people. And I would see the pastor and say, you know, we need to come to church. I said, are they, are they crazy? Who reminds them to go to work? But I couldn't stand it. People in my department just knew, oh God, that guy is crazy. They had to be on time. Or you are known. So I couldn't see it. <laughs> How am I going to really change that role and become a soft dove? I don't know what happened. But it's hard. When you are tried by men, it's worse than being tried by the devil. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I will still continue to be tried. This stone was tried by men. They told him, listen, you are not doing this by God. You are, you are just you are a fake. Even his own brothers tried him. Everybody who carries this kind of anointing, they know where to go. 
<laughs> you, you are doing your own in the corner here. I mean, I go to the iron. Let's make some money. He said, for you, all the time is time. He said, well, something called timing. He was tried by God. That's the third trial. If you are a real stone, you will be tried by God. And you must know the difference in all this. He was tried by God. How do I mean? He was on the cross. And it seemed like God left him there. My God, my God. Why are thou forsaking me? He knew I can't blame men for this. This is my God I'm dealing with now. There are things you are praying for. God, when will this be? Be tried by God. I can never forget. After seven or eight years, we've been trusting God for the food of the womb. Finally, my wife got pregnant. And then she lost the pregnancy. And when they said she was bleeding, we went to the it was Newham Hospital. And they said they can't see the foot had been. I said, you see this one? No? I felt sorry for that poor woman. She brought the fetoscope. She bore it again, pushed it in, pushed it in. I can't see it. I said, you will see. He said, what? Are you doing my job? I said, you will see this one. I said, it was God who put this one there. You will see it. At the end of the day, she said, no, sir, I've tried and tried and tried. I can't see it. And from what I'm looking at, we need to remove this one to evacuate. Evacuate what? You know, evacuating nothing. God will try you. So it was Friday. I can never forget. I said to the woman, she said, we need to take her straight into surgery. I said, no, she's not going anywhere. It was Friday. I said, ma'am, there's something in the Bible. Jesus Christ died. And he rose on the third day. Give me three days. Give me three days. So my wife got dressed up. We went home. And we called Minister Dorothy and Minister Ola. We said, we have not told all of you, but Ronke has been pregnant for the last 10 weeks or 12 weeks by that time. Hey, they were happy ahead. Don't be happy yet. We just coming back from New York with this. When they said they reject, I said, me to reject it. I said, so what we're going to do, we're going to fast. We're going to pray for three days. Three days, this baby will come out alive. If the Lord has not called me, this baby will come alive. You have not been tried yet by God. <laughs> I said, this baby will live. So, ah, they said, what are we doing for? <laughs> we all started fasting. Everybody was praying. It was the second day. We have not even gone far. Second day, I was in the bathroom. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, that let it go. I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I will give rivers in the desert. I will give waters to my chosen. These people have I called for myself that they may show forth my praise. So those are the names of your children. It came a second time. I went to my wife who was in bed. I said, honey, we have to let it go. She said, let it go. I said, this one. I said, God said I would do a new thing. Hey, I don't have questions. I know you would do a new thing, but you should do this one. You have started first. <laughs> Ron can refuse to. I know you would do a new thing, but this one, you must do it. I didn't argue with her. We have given three days, right? When it was Monday morning, it was clear that there was no sign of life. We went back to the hospital. That was the end of that story. When God tried, so I felt like Jesus Christ on the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But I didn't feel forsaken. She felt forsaken. 
Because God had witnessed to my heart. That I would do it. Now, when God says I would do a new thing, now, friends, let us take God to stand on, this, on the witness box now. Would you not expect him to do it the following month? He said he would do it, right? What was he delaying? What kind of royal mail is he using? So I thought, yeah, he would do a new thing. It's going to happen quick. God kept quiet for another year or two. Three more years. But during those three more years, it was later I now got wiser. Those three years, he was expecting me to use the names he gave me. I gave you the name of your children. So those three years, we now started calling those names. We started being more specific. My father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? And then when he says that, you have answered me. Huh? The answer came before he went to the cross. Realize that I am fastened to a living stone. That's why my life can never sink, friends. Even when you stumble, you will not utterly fall. That's the promise. The last one is, this stone was tried by time. By time. In Matthew 24, verse 35, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jotu, not a title of my word will pass unfulfilled. Time in taking territories. So the Lord had to remind me, he said, sit down. And he spoke to me this word yesterday. He said, I want to remind you. But you know, as much as I felt he was talking to me, I believe God is talking to somebody this morning. That what has been a summation or what has been the reason why I can smile through storms, God wants to leave it in somebody's hand this morning on this day of my anniversary. So when I look at this foundation, there are three things I want to say to you. This foundation is made of the promises of God. The promises of God. You have to locate the promises of God. Friends, beyond the attack, beyond the oppressions, beyond the, the delays, beyond the weather, beyond whatever, locate the promises of God. Because when it says that this stone is tried and I laid it in Zion, when the prophet spoke it in the Old Testament, they had to hold on to that word. It said the scepter will not depart from Zion until Shiloh comes. They had to hold on to the promises for years. Before they could see the full fulfillment of this stone manifesting in Jesus Christ. So you must first of all know the word, the promises of God. Remember that I just showed you now that in the midst of my own pain, it spoke to me by the promises. There was no rain, there was no rainbow in the air, in the sky, but he gave a word. When you come to church, when you go into Bible studies, or you read your Bible study, or you, whatever the time is, please hold on to the promises of God. Be fasting to that rock that can never shift. Number two, Christ himself. Christ himself, the promise of Christ himself. Say, have you not read? <laughs> the Bible tells us that clearly in 1 Peter. He says, we are coming to him, a living stone. He's rejected by men, 
Chosen by God and precious. You are being built a spiritual house. Once Christ is taken away from anything that we are, anything we have, anything we dream to have, everything collapses. If Christ is taken away, can have the biggest memory, the biggest testimony, the biggest miracle. If you take Christ away, that's why it's a cornerstone. You take the cornerstone out. When this building was being built, some of us who were privileged to be around, they came around. You know, when they started with, they started with some structures on the sides, on structures. And like, okay, when are we going to see all the beautiful thing we are looking at in the drawing? But they put some structures, structures, structures. And then they started from those cornerstones, they started connecting them. I remember when they were digging down, digging down before they brought in these heavy pillars. And then they put in frames. And I'm like, okay, I can't run the seal open. When you look at your life, the moment Christ, and I pray Christ will never be removed from your story. That's why you got to have a personal relationship with him. Anybody may leave you. Don't let Christ ever be in question in your life. Number three for my time. The authority of the evangelists and apostles. He says it in Ephesians chapter 2, 19 to 22. You must understand your life is not a random project. Your life is not just a loose cannon. You don't just get up, leave anyhow. Right? You might not be able to see Jesus Christ physically, but he has left some, some agents to represent him, to be his mouthpiece into your life. And this is the scriptures. For people who think, oh, all I need is just God. How does God speak? Through his servants. Ephesians chapter 2, 19 to 22. He says, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and your members of the household of God, haven't been built on the foundation. Look at that. You have been built on the foundation of the prophets and the apostles. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So even the apostles and the prophets don't have a leg to stand on outside Christ. So when they speak to you, they speak to you the words of life. Sometimes, friends, I know, it may seem hard. It may seem that when will it happen? In those many years that Reverend George used to live in our house with his family whenever they are around in summer. And he used to come more often than the family. A point came that we, he got tired of praying. Because when you have prayed the same prayer too many times, you just, just keep on saying, I just thank God. So usually, <laughs> when it's time for him to go to the airport and ask him to pray for my wife and I, we need to just say, Father, we just thank you for what we have prayed on before. Because we know you have had us. You have, you're tired of praying the same prayer. So you have to come to a point where you just believe that. Then I remember one morning he said to us, he said, you know something occurred to him this morning? The Bible says, having done all things to stand, stand therefore. He said, this morning, that word just hit him. That You know that verse, there are two stands there. Haven't done all things. He said, you have done all things to stand. You know, the second one, stand therefore. Wow. 
That was all I needed. Is somebody standing in the house this morning? Please keep standing. Stand therefore. These 25 years, these are the things that has helped me. I have not seen certain things, but I have seen this. I know goals that I've set. I know dreams that I have. But these ones are more real than any other thing I've seen. This is why I'm standing. This is why I'm rejoicing. And the next scripture I want to give you in 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 to 9 confirms that. He said, in this you greatly rejoice. You see why I can rejoice? Though now for a little while, if need be, if need be, put up the scripture for my folks, please. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 to 9. If need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Friends, I know I'm talking to the home of the restored people. At times you'll be grieved. He said, you'll be grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes. So something about your faith must be more real than gold. Be much more precious than gold. You cannot hinge God's faithfulness on things you see. Oh God, if you are God, then do this. If he's God. You don't pray those kind of prayers anymore. Not here. God, if you are God, do it. He'll just say, okay. Alright, I won't do it. So, am I not God? It says, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. It may be found to praise, honor, and glory. This is what God wants. God wants you to testify why he's been tried. He wants you to be bold to talk about it. And God bless Mama Kate. I think I saw her. She's in the house, isn't it? Uh-huh, Mama Kate. I remember back in those days, I used to say, when my boy and my girl comes, when my so chosen came along, then I started saying, when my son comes, hey, I can't remember what I told her, or Juliana. She said, Papa, thank God for your faith. But you don't know whether it's going to be another girl. I said, Bible says, male and female created he them. And he has given me two names when my boy comes. Then we told Chosen, you are expecting a brother. We have not done scan. She says, so we were doing shopping. We were buying stuff for a boy in Florida. So they asked her, what's your mom expecting? He said, for my brother. They said, how do you know? What if your brother, this, your brother comes out as a girl? He said, I will see calling he or something. Huh? He will see where. He said, what if he's a boy? He said, he will see where. He was a girl. He said, he will see where it. That's how much we are programmed the girl's head. <laughs> Friends, God wants you to be bold about the God you have. Be bold. Be bold. Dare to be bold. One of the things God wants to do with your faith, my friend, is to learn to walk through fire. Yeah. Learn to walk through fire. That's why it's a living stone. When it is tried and tested, it may be found into praise and honor 
and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So people can say, I remember when he used to tell us. When she used to tell us. I remember. God wants people to testify of, yes, I saw you walking through fire. I, I, I was there. I saw you. I saw you. Uh, and I saw your faith did not shake. I saw you. Uh, I saw you. Uh, you bore your, your, you bore your mark with joy. You bore it. God wants soldiers. That's how we take territories. <laughs> That's how we take territories. That's how we take territories. And I see people are going to take territories here this morning. I see people who are giant killers in the house this morning. For time's sake, let me just give me about 10 minutes and I'll round up. Five attributes of this stone. Five attributes of this stone. This will help those who lead prayers. Number one is a tried stone. I've talked about that. Number two is a trying stone. Now this is where it's dangerous. This is why it has to be tried. That's why God is not just plucking you up. It's a trying stone. What do you mean? In Romans chapter 9 verse 33, he said, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense. <laughs> in Luke 20 verse, 11, verse 18, Luke 20, 18, he said, Whoever falls on that stone will be broken. And on whoever he falls, he will grind him into powder. That, can you see now? That's why you are an investment of God. Whoever tries to touch you, you fall on them, they will be broken. That's why you don't need to fight some battles yourself because God is fighting. You, see, you can't see your back. His glory is your rear guard. Whoever this stone falls upon, them, you crush them. That's why you as a child of God, you can't curse people. Because if you do, hey, you don't know the impact. You can't use some words. It's a trying stone. Number three is a trademark stone. This is a unique thing about the stone. In other words, with this stone, we can see the standard of the kingdom. Your life should be a campaign, should be an advertisement for the kingdom. People should see you and say, wow, this is what it means to be a believer. It's a trademark of the kingdom. You may pass through some doors, but you are coming out on a large span in Jesus' name. If you didn't have trials, how can you have triumphant entry? It's a trademark stone that when we pick it up, we know this, this has gone through process. Jesus Christ is a trademark by which all standards are measured. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 to 15 tells us, till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. You see that? We should no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine. Listen, friends. The Bible says we go from victory to victory. It's a trademark stone. That's why it's a precious stone. It's a trademark stone. The number four is a treasured stone. Treasured stone. That's, it's a precious stone. This stone is so precious. Your life is such a precious one that you don't just throw, throw it around anyhow. It's a treasured stone. When you read about this stone in Revelation 21 verse 19, it talks about the stone by which the new Jerusalem, the Zion from above, is built. The foundation of it. Amazing. Precious stones. Foundation of Jasper, Second Sapphire, and then all these beautiful stones. Stones 
have got different sizes and quality. And the last one is a triumphant stone. He says to us in Matthew 16 verse 18, he says, upon this rocks I will build my church. The gates of it shall not prevail against it. He's building upon something. They asked him in John chapter 2 verse 18 to 19, they said, show us a sign. Show us a sign for us to believe what this you are saying. He said, you want to see a sign? This building will be brought down. And in three days, it will become triumphant again. So when they brought it down, this one, the building will be rebuilt again. He says to them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up again. The Bible tells me, Isaiah 35 verse 10, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return. Somebody is returning in this house. You are returning in the name of Jesus. You are coming back to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon your heads. You will obtain joy and gladness begin to rise on your feet. Sorrow and signs shall fly away. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said those who believe what I've shared this morning. Those who believe that this stone is precious. He said those who believe will not be hasty. What does it mean will not be in a haste? They will not lose hope. They will not be the people that say God if we don't do this here then I'm finished. They will not be in haste. They shall not be a people who are thinking God has abandoned me. You will not be a person who thinks that it's all over. The fruit of your faith is peace with God. May you receive peace this morning. May the peace of the Lord that surpasses all human understanding, may he guard your heart. May God keep you in all situations. May God show himself strong on your life. May he show himself strong in your home. Show himself strong in your career, in your business, in your dreams. In the name of Jesus, may God fight your battles. May God strengthen you on the right, on the left. In the name of Jesus, may his glory be your rear guard. The peace with God, the peace of God, the peace that can never be taken away from you, the peace that the world does not understand. May you begin to speak the language of God. May your mouth become the mouthpiece of faith, the mouthpiece of victory, the mouthpiece of God. In the name of Jesus, receive it. He concluded by saying in Matthew chapter 7, 24, he said, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, shall be likened to the wise man who built his house on the rock. He said the rain descended. The floods came. The wind blew. The beat on the house, but it did not fall. I speak to you this morning. In the name of Jesus. No matter what rain comes upon the land, no matter what storm comes, financial storm, emotional storm, medical storm, your house will not fail. Your house will not fall. In the name of Jesus, your home will stand. Your faith will stand. Your health will stand. In the name of Jesus, you will not be part of the statistics of those who are falling. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, you are built upon the rock. And your hope is fasting to the living hope. Father, we thank you. We worship you. Bless your name for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your word that you have spoken to us fresh from your presence. Lord, I ask that there be performance of this word. As your people go into this week, Lord, let them begin to see possibilities, breakthroughs, breakthroughs, breakthroughs. Lord, we run with the steam, with the heat, with the power and the fire of this word into the years ahead of us. And from every prophetic word that's been released over this house, even in this season, Lord, we speak, Lord, it shall be amen and amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. 
Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.